This is Ingredient Insiders. I'm John Magazzino. And I'm Andrea Parkins. On each episode of Ingredient Insiders, we'll be speaking with chefs and food writers about their favorite ingredients. We then speak to the producer of that ingredient to learn its history, how it's made, and why chefs love using it in their restaurants. Today, we're going to be talking about pâtés, charcuterie, mm-hmm. or if you're speaking Italian, salumi, mm-hmm. but we're really talking about cured meats and terrines and pâtés. Yeah, but which, typically, like you just said it, if you're speaking Italian, yes. so when you said all those things, my mind immediately goes to Italian. Yes. But this week's episode, we're talking about French Yes. Inspired salumi. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking with Sebastian Espinas of Fabrique de Lis, mm-hmm. um, which is a San Francisco-based producer of incredible cured meats and incredible pâtés and terrines. And I actually wanted to ask you, are you a fan of the pâté of oh, terrines? Yes. Talk to 100%. me. What do you like? So I am typically, I mean, and I know that they do both at Fabrique. They do um, the truffle mousse. They do mm-hmm. a black pepper mousse. They do one with port wine. And they also do a country mousse, which is typically like a little more coarse. Personally, I am I love it like very smooth. You do. I do like spreadable. I like the rougher one, like you the do. country style pate or a green peppercorn pate. You like the texture? I, I'm happy with it crumbly because also if you really push down on it, it'll, mm-hmm. it is smooth. Yep. I just picture that as like my ultimate like French picnic is like a beautiful baguette, a nice thick slice of a country style pate or terrine, a, maybe a bottle of wine, a oh, piece yeah. of cheese. You need wine. What else do you need? I'm done. That's a meal. A hundred percent. Oh, now I, that's what I want to eat right now, John. So we are going to be talking all about these amazing pâtés, terrines, and charcuterie with Sebastian, and cannot wait. This season of Ingredient Insiders is brought to you by Bazzini Nuts. Bazzini is the brand of choice among chefs in the finest hotels and restaurants. Their legacy of quality extends to gourmet retail stores, specialty boutiques, grocery distributors, and delis, ensuring you have access to their extensive range of consumer retail packages. It all started in 1886 when Italian immigrant Anthony L. Bazzini began selling nuts by the pound to bakers, street vendors, and individuals during the Great Depression. But Bazzini Nuts isn't just about peanuts. They offer a delightful array of nuts like cashews, almonds, pecans, pistachios, hazelnuts, and more. Plus, a tempting selection of dried fruit, including apricots, cranberries, figs, dates, prunes, and tomatoes. So whether at the ballpark, in the kitchen, or indulging in some well-deserved self-care, choose Bazzini Nuts. With a legacy spanning 137 years, they're here to serve your needs with the same consistency, reliability, and quality, making them an iconic name in the world of nuts and dried fruits. Bazzini Nuts, tradition, quality, and taste all in one. Taste the legacy today. This episode is in partnership with The Chef's Warehouse and produced by Gotham Production Studios in New York City. Andrea, this is a great episode for Andrea. Oh, yeah. Because even though you're the prosciutto queen, that's what you're known as. Yes. I love all charcuterie. Yeah, so like, I was going to say, we're talking... opportunity charcuterie lover here. Cured meats, you're good. Woo. Like today, maybe you're the jambon de Bayonne queen. The Bayonne, yeah. Ham Bayonne queen. Ham. So we are very lucky today. We've got Sebastian Espines from Fabrique de Lis, who's this extraordinary producer of some of the best 
pâtés, cured meats, charcuterie. Mm -hmm. They've even got a new line of plant-based charcuterie. Yes, I can't wait to hear about their innovation. Um, And based in Northern California, Sebastian, welcome to the show. Welcome to Ingredient Insiders. It's so great to be here with you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Judd. Thank you, Andrea. Glad um, to be here. Tell us about Fabric. You've been at Fabric Delice. You're the president of Fabric Delice. You've been there for 25 years. Yes. Tell us about Fabric Delice. For those people who do not know, for all the chefs out there listening, what do you guys do? And how did you get to Fabric? So, I mean, I, I came to Fabric kind of, you know, I would say by luck at the beginning because uh, I came to study in San Francisco in 1996. And, um, you know, fall, fall in love with the city, and after my MBA, didn't want to to leave. And and through a friend, met like the, the two entrepreneurs who uh, you know just bought you know this you know small company, and were looking for somebody to help them out in designing like a you know a line of charcuterie and market the product you know in the US. And I grew up in a very small village in France, and on the side of my um, in my mom. Uh, my grandpa was a chef. He had a restaurant and hotels. And on the other side, he was a farmer. So he was kind of a best, uh, the both of best, best world to, you know, to make, you know, uh, charcuterie products. So you grew up eating well, it sounds like. Yes, I never had canned food, you know. So, uh, and at the farm, we had, you know, we had cows, chicken, ducks. So we even, you know, made, you know, kind of, you know, foie gras and, and pâté and blood sausage you wow. know, and all of that. What so. part of France did you grow up in? Grew up in the southwest, in uh, it's called uh, Corrèze uh, region, mm-hmm. and very close to the Périgord sure. area. Mm-hmm. So, so the land of foie gras and ducks, yeah, and yeah. Armagnac, yeah, pretty and all much those delicious things mm-hmm. and truffles. Yeah, I was gonna say truffles. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I was kind of spoiled because uh, I know every time I was coming back from school, I was going to the stable with my grandparents and feeding the baby calf, and you know, I mean, it was a great experience, and. Every season, you know, you have you have something. Either uh, you have harvesting wine, you're doing, you know, you have a corn, you're harvesting like apple. So you're exposed to all of those kind of basic ingredients that, you know, are, are you know, are making, you know, like great food today. So when, when we uh, put up a product together, uh, you know, you have all of these kind of memory from your childhood. It's coming back and, and the, the, you know, the flavor you're, you're, you're looking for, you know, you know, uh, it's, in your kind yeah, of those taste memories, memory, yes. Yeah. Does yes. that influence how you develop recipes at Fabrique? Yes, it does. Yeah, because we are, you know, we are very proud about the authenticity of uh, of the product and the line, and we want to to have the line to be very consistent across the board, from the fresh sausage to the pate. And you know, in France, we really like to have you know the product balance between the texture, the flavor. Uh, so and. Because, you know, we enjoy food with, uh, you know, with wine most of the time. <laughs> and, um, and you don't want to have conflict w- between your vine, wine and your food. So, you know, it's, we, you know, we grown up like, like that, basically, you know, like uh, having, you know, kind of balanced food. Yeah. Yeah. So you grew up in southwestern France. You said you came to Northern California for school, for university. Yeah. And then the gentlemen that were running Fabrique Delice at that time, were they from France as well? Yeah, one 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 was from uh, from France, uh, Mo, you know, mm-hmm. where the the brie comes from, mm-hmm, and sure. another one was 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 from Portugal, but moved to France at, at an early age and went to the Le Nôtre uh, school. Yeah, and he was the charcutier. His, his his name was Antonio, and the other gentleman was Mark. And I spent 
20 plus years with, with them. And we kind of developed, you know, as we go more like duck products because of the influence of where I was coming from. And I wanted to have, you know, duck confit, smoked duck, duck prosciutto, duck rillette. So we kind of extend the line. Uh, and, um, and when we started in, um, in, uh, when I, st- I joined them in 1998, uh, basically in the US is where uh, Bill Nyman was started. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice Water was starting, you know, uh, launching the organic, organic mm-hmm. trends, you know, Whole Food had a couple of stores. So the, yeah. the all natural movement was starting in, in, uh, in Northern California. Yeah. So we got, you know, into it yeah. and, um, and kind of follow the trends, yeah. So. Where was the production done specifically? Was it in San Francisco itself or outside of San Francisco? No, we used to be in San Mateo. Okay, yeah. In San Mateo in a very small plant, like 3,000 3, square feet. Mm-hmm. And we are trying to look for a place to, uh, you know, to grow. And, uh, you know, at the time it was the, the big uh, first dot-com wave. And so impossible to find a location at a at the right price. So we had to jump across the bay and uh, find um, land in Hayward. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty close to, uh, you know, all of the, you know, food company that uh, landed in around, you know, the, that uh, that time, and we built up like a twenty thousand square feet from from ground, uh, and um, made made him like um, uh, all you know move forward plants, mm-hmm. you know, like you know in charcuterie to avoid cross contamination, you know, and all of that. So design it like same type we have in France, yeah. So. When I think of Fabric de Lis, mm-hmm. Andrea, uh, I yeah. think of these beautiful pâtés mm-hmm. and terrines and things that I really, like, I was lucky to go to France as a kid in high school mm-hmm. and try a pâté de campagne mm-hmm. or a green peppercorn terrine for the first time. Yeah. And you really couldn't find those yeah. in the United States. And then along came Fabric de Lis and... I just like, I love those heavenly, products. Heavenly. And you can't, they're not readily found in the US. No. So where, you know, are those some, those are what I think of as like your foundational products, the pâtés, the terrines, very traditional. And also the duck, I mean, for me, when I think of Fabrique, it's the duck prosciutto. Sure. Like I, I think it's one of the best products that we sell. It's something that's super special and unique. Um, so, you know, word association. Yeah. Fabrique de Lee, for me, it's the duck prosciutto. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, where do you guys source yeah. the raw materials? Is it you know are the is it are the ducks and the foie gras and the products that are being used, or if it's pork, is it all coming from California? I mean, some are coming from California and some and some not. You know, for example, when on a, we do a truffle mousse, we use a chicken liver that comes from California, from mm-hmm. Fresno. We use a pit, Pitman Farm, you know, from mm-hmm. uh, you know the Mary's Chicken brand. Yeah, sure. So um, you know, it's raised. You know, outside, no hormones, no antibiotics. You know, grain-fed. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we pay a lot of attention to to the to the sourcing of you know of the meat. Um, you know, ducks. Uh, we use you know uh, Hudson Valley or mm-hmm. uh, Culver ducks or you know Greenwood Farm too. Uh, so it depends because <clears throat> when you when uh, you know fabric, there is the specifics of it too. It's um, I will say we don't cut corners and we. According to what type of product we're gonna make, you know, there's some certain ingredients or 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 type of ducks or type of pork that you're gonna have to use, and this is because you have a yield sometimes, and if you want to have the good ratio between uh, fat and meat, uh, you know, you have to use the right ing- ingredients. Mm-hmm. So, 
um, you know, this is also, you know, the, the art of charcuterie to try to use the right piece of meat to get the, um, the right, you know, finished product. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, we, we're talking a lot about sourcing meat and pork and chicken livers, but, you know, I know that you're really kind of shifting and pivoting to plant-based. Is that, how has that journey been? I mean, it, it just, um, you know, we, um, we met uh, a, a couple of friends, you know, from Berkeley that uh, studied just this, um, uh, I mean, they studied like five years ago, researching about, yeah. you know, koji mushroom and, and, and making some, uh, some ham, plant-based ham. And when he, when he came to Pate, they reached out to, uh, to us and say, would you, you know, take a look at the, at our product? And I would remember when they came first at the plants, you know, the pate was looking kind of like a Play-Doh. It was very, um, very firm, like firm, very firm and not spreadable. So, um, you know, I took them to the plant and I said, you know, t- you know, uh, look at, you know, how the way we, we work here, you know, how we push the product for the stuffer and all of that. And I think it's impossible to make what you're looking for here if you really want to have the, this re- recipe. So what we can do is help you out because you're looking at to make a pate. So if you want to make a pate, you might have, or, or a mousse, it might be, it need to be spreadable. Right. You know, so uh, they say, yes. So, you know, the, the, um, the engineer, you know, say, come back next week and we'll, uh, we'll come back with a new formulation. So they came back and, and this is what, you know, we had, uh, we had today because something very spreadable and, uh, and very flavorful. Yeah. So what, are, what is the base? Tell us a little bit about, I guess, the, the recipe, if you can. The, I mean, the recipe is kind of a secret, you okay. know, and, uh, and uh, uh, we the main ingredients is a koji mushroom. Okay. You know, and uh, a lot of plant-based, uh, you know, company right now is using a lot of, you know, you know mushroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, f- for me, uh, it was kind of um, very, interest- very interesting to see that this product, we could make it like very close to, you know, to the, to the pate. So the team at Fabric was, I mean, it was very easy to kind of, make this product mm-hmm. and uh with our equipment and also uh, the way to cook it you know all the way to to pack it you know yeah. was it's kind of the same process yeah are there any other plant-based products that you're working on outside of pate are you i've seen in the stores and i i i just i can't bring myself to purchase them but like a plant-based prosciutto and plant-based you know other charcuteries is that something that you would consider or I mean for now we'll be we'll be probably pate yeah and we're gonna I would say, I would say that our you know know-how is a, lo- a lot about charcuterie and I think pate is kind of our, our bread and butter and, right. and we want to capitalize on that and people know, know knows us a lot about you know our, our pate so sure. we're gonna start with the pate to see you know where it goes and if there is some uh, room for development yeah. you know we'll take the way yeah. let's talk about like Top selling items. What okay. are some of your best selling items at Fabrique de Lis today? Andrea mentioned that duck prosciutto that she absolutely loves. Yeah, and I and love that. the tru- truffle mousse too. It's yes. very good. Yeah, I mean, just to give you a, a little idea, what's you know, uh, what's kind of very funny, you know, uh, through COVID, mm-hmm. the the product mix that was selling the best before COVID and now are totally different. Huh? Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? It's because I think. Um, Buying habits also of customer, sure. restaurant. I mean, you know, the through the pandemic, the restaurants, you know, were totally the restaurants I mean, as you know, quiet and the consumer were quiet. Business, so yeah. the the retail, you know, were were going up. The online also were were taking the right. um, 
the taking over at that time. So the, the product mix has been like, you know, switching, you know, on, on and off because, you know, we had more stability before sure. yeah. and after sure. everything was disrupted. Yeah. And obviously, even the product mix was totally, you know, di disrupted here. Yeah. So uh, right now, our top seller is the truffle mousse. Mm -hmm. It's the chicken liver okay, mousse. favorite. We, okay. Yeah. What do you know? Yeah. So very <laughs> creamy. It's uh, also when, when we started, you know, launching this product, we, this product is pork free also. Mm -hmm. So doesn't mean, you know, a lot, but you know, when you say pork free, it can reach a larger variety of customer. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to pate, as the market is very small, yeah, it's a big plus. And the product is all natural, no sodium nitrate, no artificial ingredients. So it's very, uh, very clean label. Yeah, mm -hmm. Andrew, what do you do with truffle mousse? At, oh, I'm I'm embarrassed Shea, to share this. Shay Parkins. <laughs> <laughs> um, typically, I I eat it. I she's like, <laughs> I'm like out I, of the out of the fridge. I'm like at the fridge is with still open. Absolutely, like I'm literally picturing myself like in my pajamas. The fridge is open. Some people reach for the pint of Ben and oh, Jerry's, no, and a, you reach for the mousse. Nope, I'm a savory girl, 100. percent I I rather eat cheese and charcuterie than anything. So I typically. I mean, and I think most people do with pate. I like to pair it with something sweet. So I'll, you know, some sort of a fig jam or, you know, other type of fruit spread yeah. on a cracker, on a toast. And, you know, that's, and I schmear it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yeah. I mean, how do you eat? My pate? Yeah. I love uh, a baguette mm -hmm. sliced, obviously. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, schmear. And sometimes I will do exactly what you said. Maybe if I have a little like fruit preserve of yeah. some sort or even a sweet vinegar, like a reduced vinegar, yeah. a pinch of salt, maybe mm -hmm. some celery or sure. a fleur de like sel. Like flaky salt? Yes, Yum. yes, yes, yes. How do you like it, Sebastian? Yeah, I mean, as John said, you know, like a nice fresh baguette. Yeah. And um, just, you know, spread a little bit of uh, of uh, truffle mousse and... Um, and having like a little um, cornichon, you know, next mm -hmm. to it, you of know. Uh, oh, I know. I actually have a question. It just popped in my head. You know, on top of the pate is the layer of aspic. 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 What is the history there with that? I mean, the, uh, we call it like gel gelatin. Gel uh -huh. And on on a small terrine, you know, most of the I mean, most of the time when you uh, when you pour, you know, the the pate into the terrine and you cook it off in the oven, you're gonna have a, a little bit of evaporation on top. So the the gelatin is gonna fill up the gap. Got it. And also preservative, I would think. And sure. and, and preserve also the top, you know, uh, because but sometimes it does change color a little bit when it hits the air. Like a golden color, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. that's quite that's a oh, it's a normal. For I sure. feel like it's a preservative of sorts to seal in. Yeah, because we used to, uh, you know, for example, our duck rillette and pork rillette, we seal it with the, uh, duck fat or yep. pork fat, mm -hmm. you know, the way it was, you know, done years ago. But on the pate. Uh, you know, in, in Europe, you know, they will put like, you know, maybe um, duck fat on top of the duck mousse. But here in, in the US, if we put duck fat, sometimes people might be sometimes scared away. Well, they're monsters no. because yeah. I want yeah. all the duck fat all the yeah, time. Don't listen to those yeah, people. Yeah, well, I mean, who <laughs> are they? I want more duck fat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I would say more natural, you know, duck fat than uh, gelatin, but uh, yeah. Ooh, duck fat. Tell us some more products that are like the big sellers. I mean, we, you know, we do like a, you know, saucisson sec. Yes, mm -hmm. like a dry so, sausage, yeah. The dry saucisson. So, you know, again, we don't cut corners. We, try, we are trying to uh, kind of re replicate the same uh, flavor of uh, saucisson sec that you can find in France that can dry as it goes. So we have a, 
it's in the bag, uh, perforated, and the, the saucisson will dries, you know, as as it goes. And uh, you know, the the French people have a tendency to like the you know saucisson a little bit drier. Mm -hmm. So we kind of do the affinage before we release the you know the saucisson. I mean, saucisson, we are not looking for a huge volume, but we are looking for quality and consistency. So. Mm -hmm. um, But I feel like in the last couple of years, you know, we've always sold the pâtés and the duck products and the salamis, but the cooked ham has really been, I feel like, kind of like a new star. Sure. Yeah, the Jambon de Paris yeah, has been uh, has been the yeah the new star, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this year, and uh, and right after pandemic, because if you remember, after pandemic, all of the bakeries were were the leading uh, restaurants, you know. Yeah. In, In, in in the US and and probably you know in the world, but uh, so we are supposed to launch this am March 2020 with Jen Sussman, <laughs> and she called me and she said, "Sorry, we're gonna put a pause." But in June she called me and she said, "You know, I'm gonna do some cleanup and we're gonna launch the am." And I said, "Okay, we'll be ready." And uh, and yeah, I mean, Chef Soares is one of the largest customer for for the ham you know nationwide uh, today, huh? so it was good decision. Would you recommend this ham for a croque monsieur, a croque madame? Is that typical? Yeah, it's typical. Yeah, I mean, uh, jambon de Paris. It's um, it's a fully cooked ham. So we, what do we do? We um, we assemble like the the whole three muscles, uh, and we use a French spice mix mm -hmm. and and cook the product sous vide. So when the product is cooked sous vide. You know, you, re, you you keep all of the moisture, you know, along the way, and you have a you know a nice shelf life as well. You have about six months, but the product is keep that moisture, which is very important. And once you start, you know, opening up the package, slicing it, you still have the moisture along along the way, and and this is what you're you know what you're looking for. And um, because we he's are smiling not... as he's talking <laughs> about it, do you see that? Yeah, I did see. He's that. getting yeah. like excited. Yeah, because you know, as anybody coming from Uh, or anybody coming to the U.S. from a different country, you're always missing something. Sure. And, you know, people from France will say, I mean, I, I'm going to miss a salami, I'm going to miss a jambon de Paris. And, uh, or the Italian, when they go back to Italy, they're going to have their espresso, they're going to have, you know, sure. mm -hmm. you know, their soppressata, you know, so we're all missing something. <laughs> so you filled that hole in your heart with your, with your ham. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, we grew up, You know, mom was making quiches, you know, was mm -hmm. making, you know, a pizza, was making a uh, croque monsieur, you know, so it's, it's, it's natural. You know, we have a, I have a slicer at home in my counter all the, all the time. So I would expect nothing less yeah, from, I mean... the, from the charcuterie king of California. <laughs> of California. Yeah. So what are some of the trends that you're seeing in retail? I know that, you know, you mentioned plant-based, um, are there other things that people are asking for these days that? You know, you're finding trends in the in the industry. Yeah, there's a new trend that we kind of you know jump jump in like you know like a year ago, and it was the halal uh, certification. Oh yes, yeah. So some airline kitchen you know came to to see us and uh, ask us if we were interested in making some sausages you know for sure. for them. Um, Halal approved. That's big. We you know Chef's Warehouse opened up a division in the Middle East. Yep. Um, in the last two years, and that has become a real um, area of, of focus for us as well, Absolutely. making sure that the meats are halal approved. Yes. 
So, you know, we had to do some uh, some research, but we find out that we were making a lamb merguez and the lamb that we are using was, was already halal. Right. Well, that worked out. Yeah, so that part was easy. So we started with the, with the lamb merguez and converted this one to, you know, uh, halal certified. And after that, moving on into um, a chicken breakfast and, uh, and, and Qatar Airlines just asked us like last week to make them like uh, chicken chorizo, mm-hmm. you know, halal sausage. Yeah. So we are kind of developing as we go because it's kind of totally new market for us. But we, we, we like to kind of bring like, um, you know, higher quality to the to the halal market now. Yeah. yeah. So obviously Chef's Warehouse for restaurants and chefs, you can find our, the products from Fabric Delice all across, across the, the United country, States. Yeah. Where can the home consumer find Fabric Delice products? I mean, our consumer can find, you know, Fabric Delis, you know, uh, on our online stores. Uh, I mean, Fabric Delis, you know, the, um, the beauty and sometimes the hard to find product, you know, you, uh, you, you know, you can find, you know, pate easily, you know, around the country. But sometimes people are trying to find what they eat in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And what they eat in a restaurant might be, you know, andouillettes or blood sausage or mm-hmm. uh, duck prosciutto or smoked mm-hmm. duck breast or saucisson sec or things like that. And they will have to go online uh, mostly to, to find those right. hard-to-find items. So yeah. is it fabricdelice.com? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, well, well thank this you. this has been such a great and informative conversation. Sebastian Espinas, the president of Fabric Delice. Thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. Thank yeah. you again. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ingredient Insiders. Follow us on Instagram at Ingredient Insiders. You can find the products we discussed on today's episode at chefswarehouse.com or at your favorite specialty retailer.